Hi, I'm Amber Rose, and you're listening to The Confidence Column, a virtual advice column that answers all the burning questions you have about how to effectively communicate yourself, your needs, and your desires with more confidence. We'll talk about boosting self-esteem, living with authenticity, standing up for yourself, and even topics on your most feared confidence crushers, overcoming imposter syndrome, releasing perfectionism, stopping the comparison game, and establishing and upholding your boundaries. Do you have a question for me? Remember to send it my way. I'll be answering your questions on a fresh new episode every Wednesday. Keep listening for this week's advice, and thanks for tuning in to The Confidence Column. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Confidence Column. Surprisingly or not, I actually get this question quite a bit, and so I wanted to finally give it a good answer on this week's episode. Today's question reads, My question is super simple and yet feels like the hardest thing in the world to me. How do I be confident? I just want to be confident. That's it. It looks so easy for all the women I see, and I sit here just so confused. How do they do it? I'm so frustrated trying to be more confident and still not feeling it. Woo, girl. All right. All right. Everybody out there, raise your hand if you have ever felt like this. You just want to be it. Just just want to be it already. You just want to be confident already. You know, confidence is highly personalized, and I don't think that we talk about that enough. We use the term self-confidence as a blanket over, over all these people that appear to be confident. Do you ever wonder why there's not a best-selling book called Read This Book and Get Endless Self-Confidence? It's because you can't generalize something that is personal, that is personalized to every individual. When you chase that idea of confidence based on someone else's standard, you end up feeling frustrated and unaccomplished and deflated and less than as a person because you're just chasing, chasing, chasing. So I want to address the being part, right? Like I just want to be it already. Well, confidence is not a light switch. You can't turn it on and off. Confidence, just like happiness, a lot like love, is experienced and it's something that you develop over time. So let's take some examples of what what this looks like, right? Let's say that you want to you want to run a marathon, right? You want to be so good at being a runner that you want to run a marathon. Okay, cool. You got to start practicing running and you got to start practicing running every day. Let's say you want to be a great baker. Well, cool. You got to bake some new recipes that you've never tried before and if you want to be the greatest baker, then they have to be challenging recipes. You want to be a published author? Cool, then you better get to writing, and that writing is something that you have to do every day. So establishing your confident self is the same. There are two parts to this. The first part is figuring out what makes you feel confident. That's why it's called self-confidence. It comes from you. The second part of that is figuring out how to put it into a daily practice. If you want to get good at it, if you want it to be inherently how you show up, then practicing it on the daily consistently is what's going to get you there. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a homework journey, and I would really love to see it if you made this into a journaling practice, right? The beginning parts of this, you're going to want to write down. So I suggest if you don't have a journal on hand, buy a journal, get a journal, make it something that you can revisit on a regular basis. 
And in the middle of this process, I want you to be able to turn your blinders on, right? From your question, it sounds like you're looking around at other women a lot and you may be thinking that they have the answers for you, but we want you to be able to turn some blinders on, stop looking around and get back into looking at you. I believe self-confidence is born from authenticity and then it thrives on authenticity. The more true you are to yourself, to your feelings, to your dreams, the more confidence you're going to have and then you'll be able to express it. So let's define authenticity, the state of being authentic. Being authentic means you're real and you're genuine. You're not copied or faked. So let's get real about who you are here. Like, who are you? What are your dreams? What are your desires? What do you want? How do you want to feel every single day? What are those like ideal feelings that you want to experience on a regular basis? What are the values that you want to live by? And I don't want you to write down what you think is the right answer or what you think will get you confidence. Turn off those like shoulds and what I think is right, what people have told me, what society has told me, and ask your soul. And I know that may sound really, really cheesy, but no, seriously, turn off all the other stuff, make it quiet and go inside yourself and say, what are my dreams? What are my desires? How do I want to feel about myself and the world every single day? If you do not feel confident in your life, it's because you either don't know the answers to these questions or you're living out of alignment with your true answers. And that means that someone else told you how you should feel, what you should chase, what your dream should be, what you should do for work. And there's a lot of these like shoulds that are wrapped around why you would stay in this place or why you keep yourself in this mental place, right? You want to get really clear on this authenticity piece. You want to know not only like what you truly want, believe, think, but also where your falsehoods lie, what has been created for you or over you that may not be true for you. One of the greatest examples that I got of this was from my yoga teacher. And somebody had once asked her, like, what are your values? And in the yoga community, there tends to be these overarching values that we all say all the time. You know, I want community and connection and love, right? So she said that to the person that had asked her. And the person that had asked her said, those are not your values. I could tell by the way that you said them. Those, those are just things that the yoga community has fed you, what they want you to say, what they want you to believe. And although all those things are great, love is great, community is great, connection is great, those aren't your values. So what are your values? And then she came to the point where she realized that one of her biggest values is freedom. She wants the freedom to, to be able to live her life with her partner, to be able to travel whenever she wants to, to create a business where she creates her schedule. Freedom is one of her biggest values. But when she was asked, what came right out of her mouth was community and connection and love, you know, which are all great values, but they're not what she values the most. So I want you to think about this for a second, right? When you, when you ask yourself what you value, when you ask yourself what you want, is that really what you value and what you want? Or is that something that maybe you've been told? And I just want you to know, like, this is in your journal. Nobody's going to read this except for you. You don't need to have any kind of like weird feelings about going against the norm or going against what you've been told. Get honest with yourself. We don't need more people in the world parroting, parroting each other, parroting our values, right? You were put on this earth as a unique human 
And it's time to tap into that and not only tap into that to honor it. So I want you to think about these as true qualities versus daily activities, right? Um, your value isn't being a, a good mom. Your value is how you, your value there is in how you nurture or how you care for things, right? You care about stuff. So this list should be like a true essence of you as a person. And this isn't something that you're going to sit down and knock out one time, right? This is something that you can chew on a little bit. You can pick apart a little bit. You can pick one of the things that you think you value and really analyze it from all angles and then decide if it's true for you or not. The second bit of this is how are you communicating these things to the world? Now, if, you're, if you haven't created your authenticity list yet, then you aren't communicating these things to the world. But once you have a little bit more of your authenticity figured out, you can go in and say, okay, my communication of these things to the world is X, Y, Z. And this can be in words and it can be in action. Do you speak your truth? Or are you speaking someone else's truth or a different truth from where you are? Is what you say or how you express yourself lining up with what you wrote down on your authenticity list? No? Then hey, here's a little bit of time for you to be able to grow. How can you begin speaking and acting, aka communicating your authenticity to the world? Here's a little inside knowledge. I don't know if you know this or not, but your brain believes whatever you tell it, whether it's true or a lie. So if you spend a lot of your time in your life living up to what other people think you should be doing or not following your heart your brain believes that like that's what you that's who you are and what you want so now is the time that we're going to retrain your brain to follow your your authentic true desires and and self and when you get to this point the third part of this is how you begin incorporating it into your life I am a big proponent of writing things down. That's why I think journaling is, is a really great place to start with this. But you can start writing little post-its and putting them around your house. If you're ready to express it verbally, I recommend going to friends and family that you trust and saying, you know, I, I've been doing this job for a long time because my parents told me to get this degree and I've been doing this work and I'm really unfulfilled and I'm really unhappy. So I think I want to try something else. Or maybe you go to them and say, like, I know that I'm the kind of person that used to gossip all the time, but you know what? It's not making me feel that great anymore, so I think I'm going to stop. All of these things in your life that you are realizing are not making you happy, are not fulfilling you, are not allowing you to tap into your confidence and your authenticity, you can begin writing down and then telling other people, I know that this is how I used to think. I know that this is what I used to say. I know this is what I used to, how I used to act, but I want to try something new because what I'm wanting is to feel more confident and I'm not in that place anymore right now. It's okay for you to let them know that things are changing in your brain. Things are changing in your heart. And I remember I said, go to friends and family that you trust. I wouldn't just start throwing all this around willy-nilly if you feel like you're going to be attacked, if you feel like they're not going to be compassionate to the shifts and changes that you're wanting to make. But always come from this place of, I wasn't feeling good. I wanted to feel more confident. When I started asking myself why I don't feel this way, I began to realize I wasn't living in my truth. And I want to live more of that truth. Just like with anything, just like with being a marathon runner or an excellent baker or a published author, you got to practice your skill. There is no one and done. And then here you are, your most confident self. It's always going to be a process. It's always going to be a, a journey. 
And as I mentioned, journaling is the best way to start and it's the best way to keep this practice in tune. My personal journaling practice happens every single morning. Sometimes it's only two minutes. Sometimes my journal just says, I feel really good and I don't really have anything to say and I just want to get my day started. So here I go, right? That's me actually living in my authenticity. I'm not forcing myself to write just because I'm, I have this journaling practice. My truth in that moment was I'm just ready to get the day started, right? Sometimes I'll sit down and I just have an outpouring from my heart. Yesterday was a really challenging day for me because it snowed all day and I felt stuck in the house and I really love my evening walk. And then this happened at work and then this client was upset and it was just a really emotional and I will write and write and write and write and write and write. Sometimes it's only 10 minutes. Sometimes I get out what I need to say. Sometimes I ask myself questions. What happened yesterday that made me feel not so great? And how can I live more in alignment with myself today? Journaling is one of the things that can help you not only self-reflect, but can help you build up an arsenal of energy and thought, positive thought, so that when things come at you during the day, you can always go back to what is true for you and then responding and communicating with confidence that feels like you and feels good to you. So I hope you found this advice helpful. I would love to see you starting your journaling practice and I would love to hear how it goes. Give it 30 days, give it 60 days, give it 90 days and then message me and talk to me about it. Being confident is is a way of living, not a destination to go to. So if you start today, you could start feeling confident today. If you start tomorrow, you can start feeling it tomorrow. And the more you do it, the more confident you're going to feel because you'll be living in your truth and your authenticity. And that's where confidence is born. And what did I say? Where it thrives from. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Confidence Column. And I will meet all of you back here next week. 